Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. So the district town hall that uh, D.C. Reeves, Mayor D.C. Reeves did on uh, this is Thursday with Tenia Day Broughton, District 5. Um, let me just describe it as interesting, uh, boisterous, involved. Um, this is the least of it. <laughs> it was a, uh, I don't always watch all of the district town hall meetings just because, you know, there's so much time or there's only so much time and, you know, I watch what I can watch. Um, but I happen to watch this one because there's nobody else doing any government right now. So I thought, well, all right, let's check it out. And uh, wow. So the backdrop here, uh, the speaker's name here is Walter. I did not catch his last name. Uh, he didn't say, uh, DC didn't say his last, it's kind of informal when they do these town halls. So, you know, good luck to the radio guy trying to figure out who's speaking. Sorry. Um, but what he's asking about is, um, Lawrence Powell, Lawrence Powell had been the neighborhoods coordinator under Grover Robinson, a department that Grover Robinson created and that mayor DC Reeves, uh, let lapse, let close. And that was that. Um, so why is there not a neighborhoods, you know, why is there not a neighborhoods department person here? And his answer was, cause we don't have that department anymore. And so Walter's asking questions. What are you going to do about the association? You spent $50,000 on a, a study for parking. Now, are you willing to spend $50,000 see how you can improve our neighborhood? The neighborhoods are being neglected. So you spent all this money on parking. Uh, what are you doing on the neighborhoods? And, uh, you know, we're not getting good communication with the Neighborhoods Association, he says, because there's not clear who's exactly uh, the person at City Hall that we're supposed to talk to. And D.C. says, look, um, you know, we got rid of the department. That doesn't mean we got rid of the interaction or the concern or the interest in doing the things that are done by that department. Just because the department doesn't exist doesn't mean we're not doing stuff for the things that that department had previously been involved in. I wasn't really getting any reports from those meetings. Uh, and, and so just because it doesn't exist doesn't mean we don't care about neighborhoods. That's a very far-reaching implication. Yeah, no, and I think he's right about that. The uh, The idea that for, you know, all of the history of the city, you didn't have a department that was in there for four years and is now gone doesn't mean that we didn't do that stuff. It's not like we didn't do it before. We're just doing it in a different way, doing it under a different authority, right? What I, I, what I would always ask, if, the, if that is the question, uh, if the assumption is that, w that because we don't have a neighborhood's department that didn't exist four years ago and, and doesn't exist now, it's not that was not something that was longstanding, 
that, that means we somehow don't care about neighborhoods. I've lived in eight different neighborhoods in this city. Um, I care very much about that. And the vast, vast majority of our time and bandwidth is spent in neighborhoods uh, because that's where the people live. So um, I, I hear you. I just want to be clear that just because we don't have a department doesn't mean we don't do anything well, in neighborhoods. Which I think is the right response. And, you know, one of the things that was interesting about this is the people who show th- this is largely a black district. OK, um, you know, not entirely, but there's a lot of heavy concentration black neighborhoods that are in this District 5. And it was and, and of course, Tenia Day is black. And um, it was I don't know, it was a very different meeting. I just put it that way. It's a very different meeting from anything that I'd ever exactly seen before. And on the one hand, it was interesting because here you have a bl- bunch of black residents um, raising their concerns, their anger frustration, their suggestions with a, a white mayor, okay, uh, and then D.C. pushing back on some stuff. But part of what I was surprised by was this really high level of engagement combined with people who, and I don't think this is unique, but it is what I observed, people who didn't really understand what government roles did and didn't have to do with things. Like uh, later on in the um, in the conversation, let's see if I can find this one real here. Um, you had the conversation was, um, you know, to some degree about the schools and about the problem with, you know, not building the schools. And it's weird because, of course, you know, the city doesn't build schools. This is a woman named Arwilla Lagarde, and she's asking that question like, kind of the why don't you do better for the black neighborhoods and build better schools. And D.C. says, well, we don't, that's the school board. You know, we don't have really anything to do with that. Our neighborhoods and how they look, it's important. Yeah. When you have trash on your ground in your neighborhood, no, I hear you. children that you're talking about, that, that, that takes away a sense of pride. Yeah. Okay. So you learn to have pride in, in your surroundings. And, yeah. and that's a part of teaching these totally people. Totally agree. Now, another little gentleman talk about yeah. some schools. You guys haven't built any schools in this city yeah. forever. I'm yeah. 70. Well, we don't build schools. So <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. A little bit slightly more, you know, pause, diplomatic kind of, you know, hey, I understand that concern. I share your concern. However, the city of Pensacola isn't involved in that decision. That's actually a, you know, school board issue. And, and that was kind of a... I don't know. That was an interesting problem, I thought, as a theme I saw in several different ways is, you know, people are upset about an outcome, but they're blaming the mayor for things that aren't really related to the mayor's duties, which, by the way, not unique to black constituents. Certainly, there's a lot of people of all races that don't understand which part of government does which thing. They just know that, you know, hey, this is bad and you're the mayor, you know. Well, you know, that's actually a state issue or that's actually a county issue or that's actually, you know, an uh, um you know, a, uh, a school board issue. I mean, there's all kinds of different layers of government and the mayor doesn't run a lot of them. Uh, but still, and so here, here was another comment. This is actually by the same um, woman, Arola Lagarde, but it was the same kind of like, what, this is a weird objection to make. Yeah. But you started, you started at 17th Avenue. See, I used to live on the Avenue. She was, uh, she was concerned because the CRA, the Community Redevelopment Agency, um, or area, excuse me, the agency oversees the area, um, <clears throat> that, that it didn't include her block. And she couldn't understand why it was the shape that it was. Of course, D.C. is like, hey, I'll put, I'll put the whole city in the CRA because that allows 
tax revenue raised on properties in that area to go back into investments in that area instead of being shared out to the county and other sources. So it's actually a really good thing. The bigger, the better. But, you know, there are rules for how those areas get created and he can't just willingly say, oh, yeah, add that block. It doesn't work that way. Anyway, so that's kind of what she's talking about here. And you started downtown Pensacola. And I'm going to tell you something. (laughs) Guys, you all built all these fine, fine houses downtown Pensacola. But the majority of the people that live here and work can't even afford to buy them. See, because they don't make the money. Now, now today, I might be able to swing it, but I've been gone for 13 years. See, I left here, and I'm coming back. And my children that graduated from college or whatever, they can because they can come back and afford it. But just regular, run-of-the-mill folks cannot afford all these high-priced houses we put in the city. Okay, okay. One... I, I don't think D.C. built any of them. I mean, the city of Pensacola didn't build any of them. In fact, if anything, the city of Pensacola is actually working to expand affordable housing by the conversion of some properties potentially and some other stuff. But you all built these houses. Now, is the you all the city? Is the you all white people? Is the all D.C.? I mean, it's not clear, right? But it's a weird thing to say. Like, y'all built these homes and nobody can afford them. And, okay, I can't afford most of the homes that are downtown you know the new like that's out of my price range and i do pretty well you know i don't know where the premise is that just because a home is getting built in a municipality that the run-of-the-mill average person is going to be able to afford it i mean just because somebody builds a home doesn't mean that you're entitled to have it any more than just because somebody builds a car you're entitled to purchase it if it's a luxury automobile or just because somebody opens a, a nice restaurant doesn't mean that you can afford to go there on a night. I mean, it depends on the price point of the restaurant or the car or the house. So it's it's just it's weird stuff like that. And I appreciated the frankness from a lot of folks. But at the same time, it was not I don't know. I, it was different. And as, as being different, as look, I, I'm white. Okay, this is mostly a black area. And most of the people, I think almost all except for one person who spoke was black. It was an interesting thing to watch because it felt more like what I think of as, I don't know, like I was born again into a black church, you know, black Pentecostal church. And it felt a little bit more like that to me. It felt a little bit more like a, a, it was a black town hall. And it was interesting to watch because of the, the tone, the attitude, some of the things that were asked. And, you know, a lot of these kinds of conversations, I think, are developed more out of, you know, what people are talking about with their neighbors or their coworkers or, you know, other residents who have their same perspective, um, which is, I don't know, it's just, it was just, a, just different. I'm just telling you it was different. 437-1620, but I was glad to have it happen because I thought they raised some very interesting questions. I thought DC's answer to some of them were very interesting. Um, some of them were not interesting. They were just personal. Um, we'll get to that later on. In the show. If, if I had good drama music for the town hall, okay, I can maybe, you know what, I could probably uh, I could probably appropriate the uh, city council music, even though it's not really a city council event. It was a city councilman and a, and a mayor uh, hosting the town hall, so I can maybe use that. I can maybe steal a little bit of a stager for this segment we do it next hour but 521 on news radio 923 informative local dependable speaking of those cars you know whether it's the nice car or the uh, less expensive I shouldn't say nice less nice uh, but if you're thinking about that next vehicle 
See how it's connected? Not really. Anyway, um, if you're thinking about that next vehicle, Frontier Motors has a bunch of them in good condition, one, two, three years old, low miles, um, good prices, cars that are almost new. You know, not brand new, but not, you know, very much used. In fact, they probably had like one owner. It's very typical. Like our, our Honda Odyssey was out for a year on a lease and it had a, you know, one owner came back to the dealership. They put it up for auction because they couldn't sell it in 90 days. That's kind of their rule. And then Frontier went and bought it and we got a smoking deal on a great van. So I was pretty happy about that. But that's kind of one of the things that Frontier specializes in, just having a great selection. So all in one place. You can go try a bunch of different cars, vans, sedans, sports cars, SUVs, whatever the kit, trucks, whatever the case may be. And they're all kind of grouped together. So you can buy by genre, you know, or sample by genre. In any case, great cars. Frontier Motors serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years. Behind the Big Buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell Andrew McKay says hi. Hobbies can be fun and expensive. How about a hobby that's fun and could make you money? Find out tomorrow morning at 10 with Emerald Coast Coins. Hear about precious metals and metal detectors as a great hobby. For nearly 20 years, Emerald Coast Coins has been one of the top-rated businesses in Northwest Florida to buy and sell gold, silver, and the best metal detectors to find treasure. Get more information about this tomorrow morning on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Hey, you. The one on the couch who just told your friend you can't go out because you're busy? Ready to get real about your psoriasis? When your current treatments don't do enough to help control the inflammation beneath the skin, causing plaques and pain, stressing and scratching, it's time to stop hiding and get real with your dermatologist so they can help you get clear. Get real clear about psoriasis at letsgetrealclear.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. You're all set with your Medicare prescriptions, Mrs. Brown. This is not just low-cost copays at Walgreens. I can actually help you set up 90-day refills if you want. This is having a partner you can trust. Get low-cost copays, 90-day refills, and delivery from your neighborhood Walgreens. This is being independent together. Walgreens. Restrictions apply. For details, see walgreens.com pharmacy. Guy Benson, keeping you informed of the news every day at 2, right after Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Charlie Brown, a Charlie Brown. I can't believe it. She must think I'm the most stupid person alive. Good morning, 525 News Radio 92.3 on uh, Thanksgiving Eve. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Ben Scola Morning News. Just uh, remember if you're flying today, leave a little extra time. I know we're a small community airport, but we are bursting at the seams. In fact, as DC uh, kind of joked recently, uh, can't even see the seams anymore. <laughs> like, we have no idea what happened to the seams. We're, we're so over capacity. Um, so, you know, I took my dad to the airport yesterday. He did manage to, you know, we were running a little bit late. And uh, he did manage to get in. I think it was about an hour, about an hour before his flight is when I dropped him off, and uh, maybe a little hour and a quarter. And he was okay, got on the flight. But they do say two hours. And yeah, the lot is not overflowing on um, on Twelfth Avenue, but um, I would expect that to change today. Frankly, it's uh, not that full yesterday. There's only one flight delayed this morning on my board. Um, that's the outbound to Charlotte. You're probably already in that uh, in that plane if that is the flight that you're working on. 
Uh, for everything else, it looks like it's uh, pretty much on time. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? And also, don't forget, if you've got more than 3.8 ounces of green bean casserole, <laughs> it's got to be checked, right? Oh, uh, wait, I, I just re-up, re-updated the board. Uh, Charlotte on American at 739 is delayed until 902. So just be All aware right. of that. That's flight 5353, uh, 739 on American to Charlotte is delayed until 902 from 739, what it's got right now. Uh, sir, you're going to have to uh, eat half of this casserole before we can let you on the plane. <laughs> We're trying to make weight now. You've got three minutes. Wait, if I eat it, though, it doesn't change the net weight. Go ahead, David. Well, in our headlines today, the U.S. launching retali- retaliatory strikes in Iraq against Iran-backed militants. U.S. Central Command says a round of airstrikes were launched yesterday against two facilities backed by Iran involved in attacks against U.S forces there that's that's the, the spookies probably from hurlbert we're up in there was one up in the air and he saw the he saw the missile attack come in he said i can do something about that that's the end of that the, gun, the gunships that's right that's what, what they, they do what they can do oh is amazing you, you, I, I, oh, I assume you've been around when they've yeah. been in action right uh, absolutely, I have. Yeah, when you uh, when you see incoming, cut down the uh, the rockets as they're coming in. You know, it's uh, it's unreal. They, they, we, you sometimes uh, get to see them training over Pensacola. You see the C one thirty kind of circling over Pensacola, right. and you think to yourself, "Well, I know they're not actually armed, <laughs> but I know what they're doing." <laughs> Uh, I see a yellow Jeep going down I-110, targeting, yes, I, sir, right? I mean, you know, like, what do they do? Well, they prepare. Yeah, there's only one way to know how to do it when That's, the time you comes, do you it. know? That's right. Uh, the world's largest cryptocurrency exchange is paying over $4 billion in penalties after a years-long Justice Department probe. Attorney General Merrick Garland says Binance and its founder have now pled guilty to money laundering violations, unlicensed money transmitting, and sanctions violations, and uh, apparently, Scream Scream franchise star Melissa Barrera is not going to be in Scream 7, Andrew. Uh, this is because of social media posts that she made about the Israel-Hamas war. She shared a number of posts on Tuesday on Instagram and uh, the studio now. Spyglass Media has posted a statement saying they have zero tolerance for am- anti-Semitism or the incitement of hate in any form. And Susan Sarandon got dropped by her ch- her talent agency over comments that um, what she basically said was, now that American Jews have, uh, well, I don't want to give it out of context because, um, you know, what she said, um, she says, this is a taste of life for an American Muslim family in America. Um, because she was talking about the, um, uh, there are a lot of people who are afraid, they're afraid of being Jewish at this time and are getting a taste of what it feels like to be a Muslim in this country, so often subjected to violence. And the idea that the Jews are kind of getting a sense or a taste of what for anti-Semitism. And she didn't mean that getting attacked by how much she meant, you know, here in America, uh, anti-Semitism here in America. And so as a result of that, she got dropped by her talent agency. And there was a very interesting comment I was reading from a Muslim American writer and activist, Asra Namani, who basically talked about how her parents experienced, you know, oppression in a Muslim country as Muslims and now experience freedom here in America. And she said, um, sarcastically quoting Sarandon, this is a taste of life for Muslim families in America. Please don't minimize the experience of Jewish Americans by sanitizing the hell that it is for Muslims living in Muslim countries and vilifying America for the life and freedoms that she offers Muslims like my family. Go live like a Muslim woman in a Muslim, Muslim country. You'll come back to America and kiss the land beneath your feet. Um, so an interesting response. And again, my disposition on this is, uh, you can say stupid things, and I don't think that you ought to suffer economic punishment or boycotts or all of that for saying stupid things. I just think, in general, you got to protect people in their stupidity. That's the 
precursor to protecting general freedom of speech and also making sure that the government doesn't get involved in censoring speech. So I have been a defender of those who say the vilest things because you defend the right to say the things that you believe in, the things that are right and true that might be perceived as bigoted or vile or offensive to somebody at some point by defending other people when they say things that are vile, disgusting. That's where the First Amendment is really supposed to operate in principle. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. The Israeli government approves an agreement with Hamas in Gaza to bring some hostages home. There will be a ceasefire of at least four days and 150 Palestinian prisoners held in Israel will be released. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu thanked President Joe Biden for some of the help in these talks. But while this agreed release of 50 people is a great win for people here in Israel, there's only freeing up one fifth of the people that have been taken. Fox's Alex Hogan. Iowa evangelical leader Bob Vanderplatz endorses Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for president, telling Fox. Governor DeSantis took a reliable toss-up state in Florida and made it complete red, one by 20 points, one in demographics that we haven't won in. Former President Trump leads in polls in Iowa. A statement from his campaign says this endorsement will not matter. Two men are shot and killed, five wounded on a street in Philadelphia. Police say they recovered at least five guns and drugs at the scene. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 531 at News Radio 92.3. It is 56 degrees, mostly cloudy skies right now in Pensacola. The contractor who's been arrested seven times now over the last year is now facing an indictment and possibly up to 60 years in prison. State Attorney uh, Ginger Bowden Madden announced yesterday that uh, Jesse Lacoste has now been charged with first-degree felonies of racketeering and organized fraud, each punishable by up to 30 years in prison. The indictment alleges Lacoste defrauded homeowners, insurance companies, and subcontractors were suppliers out of more than $2 million between June of 2018 and August of last year. In addition, he's also accused of forging applications to obtain county and state contractor licenses, Lacoste was arrested Monday. He remains in jail on $405,000 bond. State Representative Michelle Salzman says at least one person has now been arrested in connection to social media threats made against her earlier this month. According to FDLE, that arrest was made by an out-of-state agency. No other information on that has been released. There's a new bill that would... uh, Restrict the use of personal pronouns in state government workspaces, a measure filed by Republican Ryan Chamberlain, who oversees a portion of Marion County, would also prohibit training about issues involving sexual orientation and gender identity. Some Democratic lawmakers are calling the legislation unconstitutional. It'll be debated during the next legislative session, which is scheduled to begin in January. Congressman Matt Gates says thanks to President Biden for this year's Thanksgiving dinners costing more. Since Joe Biden took office, overall food prices have risen over 17%. Frozen vegetables are up almost 11%. Uncooked beef steaks up almost 11%. And posting on his ex account, Gates criticized Biden's claims back from the 4th of July, you may remember, where he said Americans could pay 16 cents less than last year. He says... This year for Thanksgiving, just about every aspect of the meal will cost more. Well, tonight marks one of the biggest drinking nights of the year. They call it Drinksgiving. 
because of a lot of people not working tomorrow. They're out with friends that are in town just for the holidays. Triple A's Mark Jenkins says, though, if you'll be if you'll be out, be smart and designate a driver. Every year, so many people are killed because of impaired drivers. We don't want you to be a statistic. And if you find yourself impaired with your car keys, you can always call AAA's tow-to-go program where you can get yourself and your car both home uh, or within a 10-mile radius. The service is free, and you don't need to be a AAA member to use it. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says there were 137 drivers involved in deadly alcohol-related crashes on Thanksgiving Eve from 2017 until 2021. It is 535. Let's get a look at our Channel 3 weather forecast. Well, happy Wednesday. The rain has moved out, but the clouds stick around for today and towards Thanksgiving as well. It's going to be chilly, too, with a north breeze. High temperatures today only in the upper 50s. Same deal for Thanksgiving as well. Low temperatures in the 40s, so keep the jacket around today, tomorrow, and even for Black Friday if you're out and about. A little bit warmer on Friday, a small chance for rain sitting at about 30%. That's your weather forecast. I'm meteorologist Joseph Neubauer here at WEAR News. Right now, 56 in Pensacola, 57 in Gulf Breeze, 56 in Milton. Our next news at 6. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne. News Radio 92.3. Local news with News Radio's news team. I'm David Wayne for News Radio 92.3. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio 92.3. I'm News Director Joe Ford. Local News Radio is so important because during major events or emergencies, you may not always be near a TV. Your phone and internet may go out. But radio is easily accessible and often the first source for information you need to know. On News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Kick off the holiday season with WSRE's Festival of Trees and take the tree of your dreams home for the holidays. Trees and wreaths decorated by local designers and community groups will be on display November 24th through 26th at the Museum of Commerce downtown. Each tree and wreath will be up for online auction bidding or purchase in support of WSRE PBS. For the Festival of Trees hours and all of the details, visit WSRE.org slash events. A better air filter on your air conditioner is nice, but it isn't enough. It takes a lot more than that to clean the air that you breathe. This is Todd with Gulf Coast Air Care. On Wednesday's pep talk, we'll talk about how to keep pollen, bacteria, and other pollutants out of your lungs. Remember what I always say, if you don't have a good air filter, you are one. Let's talk Wednesday morning at 9.30 on Pep Talk. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. The Port of Pensacola is more than just a name. It's a powerhouse of economic opportunities, a strategic location that sparks growth and prosperity, contributing significantly to the local and regional economy with 23 incredible businesses that call this port home. Big names like C-Max Materials, GE Wind Energy, Pensacola Bay Oysters, and soon the prestigious American Magic Sailing Team. Since 1754, the Port of Pensacola has been the driving force behind Northwest Florida's economic success. Explore more at portofpensacola.com. Deep climbing. Picked off! He brought it down with one hand! Got it. Goes down! Sack! This is your home for FSU football. Watch it deep downfield! Caught! Touchdown! FSU! Rolling to his left, they're going to throw. End zone! Picked off! Game over! Catch 
live coverage of the Seminoles all season long, right here on your home for Florida State football. Listen to FSU football on News Radio 923 AM 1620, brought to you by Pensacola Hardware. Tune in to News Radio Pensacola today and stay informed about what's happening in your community. We're here to keep you connected. News Radio Pensacola, informative, local, dependable. Chasing him, chasing him through the parking lot, and then, oh, oh, almost got him. No, no. Oh yeah, that's the red car you ran into the back of as it was backing out of the parking space. Hey, please, you going to jail, baby? Who loves you, baby? Oh, man. It, you know, it was a good arrest. It was a bad incident. And uh, it's a reminder that policing is hard work, difficult. Um, pretty much, you know, any arrest where people resist or flee, that's going to be ugly. And, uh, you know, you get what you get. Um, but that was the Scambia County Sheriff's Office at the Walmart on Mobile Highway the other day. Uh, joining us yesterday to talk about this and other incidents is Scambia Sheriff Chip Simmons. Sheriff, welcome back to the show, sir. Good morning, Andrew. How are you? Good. I'm doing well. Does that remind you? old days when you were out on the beat uh, doing the thing tackling people running them down it's uh that's why we put that out that's why we we want people to know how good our deputies are doing how much work they're doing even when they're getting pepper sprayed <laughs> so in this incident what he was stopped at first by the store security at the mobile walmart but then i guess you had a uh was he off duty was he on paid security what was why was the deputy there or did they had they called him already yeah, no, our deputy was working off-duty or, or paid from Walmart. So he was working there already uh, off-duty. And two of the Walmart employees let us know that this, this gentleman was making a, or trying to make a fraudulent return. And they tried to stop him at the gate, or the front doors, I should say, of the Walmart. He tried to pepper spray then. He was not able to. And then took off running about the same time our deputy was arriving. You know, he was getting out of his car and walking over there. Um, he saw him take off in the parking lot. And so he, um, you know, he gave chase, as you can see on the video. Um, and during that, he, you can see him lift his arm up and try pepper spray behind him because, you know, everyone, or he knows at least, that if you, if you spray um, you know, into the air, you know, some of that stuff has a pretty wide range to yeah. it. And he ends up getting some of that pepper spray in the deputy's uh, face and eyes as the deputy's chasing him. So obviously credit goes to the deputy for continuing to chase. Um, the guy stumbles a bit. deputy makes a pretty good tackle. Uh, the Walmart employees assisted him in, in cuffing, uh, you know, cuffing the, the individual, and he's being charged. That was the part that actually caught my attention the most, was seeing the two extra people help keep him down on the ground when he's still struggling and lying about how he can't breathe and all this kind of stuff. Um, is I actually at first wondered if they weren't just civilians, because... Um, it, you you tell me you you tell me what the rule is, but I remember doing ride-alongs where the the cop is like, "Hey man, if I get into a scuffle and I'm losing, you help, right? Don't just stand there and watch me get my butt kicked." Um, if if a cop is taking somebody down and struggling, do you want civilians to help? Uh, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> if our deputies need help, I yeah. would, I would hope that some of them stand by. You know, I 
uh, you know, all cops have it in their mind that, man, if I'm off duty and I'm in a, in a parking lot or out of town and the cop's chasing somebody, I'm, you know, we fantasize about helping, helping the deputies <laughs> and helping the police officers out in that, in that situation. So, yeah, I would expect, um, you know, I would hope that someone would, would come to our, our aid if we really needed it, much like we do, you know, whenever someone really needs it. We don't, we don't want people to put themselves in harm's way. Um, but but in this case, with those two were the um, and they did a great job. Obviously, they were the Walmart employees, and um, and they initially tried to you know try to stop him at the door uh, before our deputy quite got there. So anyways, it worked out it worked out very well. I did get a um, you know question about oh you concerned about the injuries to the the suspect and you know he resisted our deputies. He, he pepper sprayed our deputy. He earned that bloody nose. Yeah, I mean, his, you look at his mugshot, and that's I had the same exact thought. You look at his mugshot with all of those lacerations, you think, oh, some lawyer is going to try to get a hold of this. And then it just reminded me of, I mean, this is this is what resisting looks like. It, we we had this incident with um, PPD where uh, this woman fled and got tackled by a couple of cops, and you know was trying to gouge, actually did gouge his eye out, and of course he was punching her. And this video that went around that really only showed a slice of the story and not enough of the truth. And, I, you know, my recommendation to Mike Wood had been at the time, like, hey, can we just see videos of people resisting and see what happens? Because I don't think most people understand. This is a very normal, you know, resist and lose. Because when you, you know, you don't, we don't pay the sheriff's deputies to lose street fights, right? Well, I mean, you can't, you can't, or you can't resist. You can't fight with deputies. You can't pepper spray deputies and then complain when you get your ass kicked. You can't do that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you have, you have nothing to complain about except your own choices, right? Uh, other things that have taken okay. uh, other other things that have gone on. Um, you guys demolished another drug home uh, on V Street, I think. Maybe not a drug home, maybe a code compliance uh, home, code violation home. But this is the third one, if I remember correctly. Well, it's, yeah, it's the third one, and it really is um, credit goes to um, the code enforcement, Scammy County Code Enforcement. They've really done a jam up job. Um, you know, we work a lot with them, and now we're cooperating with. You know, we're, we're comparing our complaints, our nuisance complaints, to their code enforcement complaints. And, and then we're working with them all that we can. But, but the uh, CMA County Code Enforcement is, is really uh, to be credited for what they're doing uh, recently, and, and, and they're really doing a good job. And, you know, again, I'm just glad that this nuisance home was taken down. You know, we, we're doing our part. They're doing their part. And uh, the community is doing their part by letting us know about these, these nuisance homes. And then we, we calculate the number of calls that we have on various locations. Sometimes we put our surveillance, our nuisance abatement surveillance fan out there. And um, and then it's just good to see that 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 property itself. Um, my assumption is the house will be torn down, and then it will be was torn down. But then it will be auctioned off, and then you know hopefully something nice will be there. Well, even a vacant lot's better than the nuisance home. No, that's true for sure. We're talking to Sheriff Chip Simmons, the Scammy County Sheriff Chip Simmons, who I I think just gave the entire police force, in the entire United States, their slogan, which is. If you re- if you resist, you can't be surprised when you get your ass kicked. <laughs> I just love that. I'm still struggling. This is a perfect quote. You guys also um, had a, a couple of arrests connected to a stolen vehicle in a pursuit uh, late last week. I think is that right? Yeah, you know we have time at times we have people that are driving around in stolen vehicles and, and causing problems. Uh, obviously, they've stolen the car, and uh, when we try to stop them, they they think it's cute to try to run and flee. And so our deputies in this case were able to do a uh, what we call a pit maneuver. Um, this happened, uh, so I'm trying to read where it happened, down on Burgess Road and Powell Fox Street is where the vehicle was, was, was spotted. Uh, our deputy did a, uh, a pit maneuver, and then we end up uh, arresting the driver with Grand Theft Auto, fleeing and looting, and driving with a suspended license. Uh, 
um, and we arrested another person in the car for a battery warrant. Another passenger had an outstanding battery warrant, and uh, yet another passenger was charged with felony narcotics. So we ended up making three to four arrests um, and, and recovering a stolen vehicle. Wow, great work. And, you know, safely bringing them in with the pit maneuver. That's impressive. Hey, just odd question. Um, I'm not likely to be in this circumstance, but, you know, somebody might. Um, if you're the passenger and you don't have drugs, you're not doing any crimes, but you're the passenger in a car with somebody who takes off and, you know, flees like this and gets arrested, you can't really stop them. But are you an accomplice just by being in the car? Um, typically not. If, if, you, if you stay there, if you don't flee, or if you don't have drugs or guns on you um, illegally, then I, I don't. There, there's usually not a problem with that. Well, we don't charge. We charge the driver. The driver should know what car he's driving yeah. uh, or she's driving. But but if you're a passenger in it and and you can convince us you're an innocent passenger in it, then there's no there's no concern there. But one of the keys there is comply, do what you're told. <laughs> you know, don't do anything sudden. You know, stay at the vehicle. All the good stuff. Um, you guys have also been, my goodness, um, I don't know how many times, six times or something like that, I think now, or whatever it is that we've arrested Jesse Lacoste. Uh, but again, you know, a warrant's out for what, another case that's kind of made its way to that point. Is that right? Yeah. People are asking, you know, how can they keep arresting him, him and putting him and let him out? Obviously no one lets him out. They bond out. Um, uh, but in this case is there are, they're in various stages of investigation. So, um, there may be a late, uh, complaint, and then the agency, whether it's Pensacola Police Department, Tampa County Sheriff's Office, Santa Rosa County, I think that Jesse even has some in Okaloosa County. Um, so all these things are, are starting to catch up, and that's why there's continuous uh, charges being brought against him. As I understand it, there are also uh, a number of cases that, that the state attorney's office for first judicial circuit is all bundling together. Uh, but that's, that's, of course, that's up to the state attorney's office. So the reason he he gets um, rearrested because there are new charges, there are new investigations, and ultimately there are new warrants for his arrest. Very good. Uh, we also had a really sad story about a uh, a 19-year-old who fell to his death uh, from a balcony on the Sabine Yacht Club at the 12th floor this week. As your your office, I believe, was investigating, do we have any understanding of what happened, why, anything like that? Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty sad story. We had a 19-year-old that um, what, he had, what he had done is he parked his car in the parking lot of the Sabine Yacht and Racket Club, and then he climbed. There's an open stairwell uh, that goes up to the top of the building, at least 12 floors. He was up around the 12th floor. We know that because we found some evidence of, of him being up there. Um, and then it looks like he, has fallen, he had fallen from the 12th floor onto the, the tennis area on, on the bottom of the, of the building itself. So um, there's no foul play suspected. An autopsy will be performed because autopsies are performed for all unattended deaths. Uh, but it looks as if it was it was an accidental, um, you know, falling from the from the stairwell of that of that building. So it doesn't seem like a suicide to you. It just seems like a tragic accident. Yeah. At this point, again, who knows what was going through sure. his mind before, uh, you know, before he fell, um, you know, and, and what he was doing up there to fall in the first place. Right. Uh, but again, we we may never know that. All we can tell uh, at this point, at least, is that. Uh, there's no sign of foul play. He appears to have been uh, alone by himself um, and, and and then followed from that 12th floor area. Oh, well, very sad story, unfortunately. Um, you guys also had a, a good event with the uh, Watson Law Firm, I think, this week. Is that right? Yeah, yesterday we had um, at the Pennsylvania Interstate Fairgrounds, we uh, were able to help uh, Aaron Watson, his law firm. Uh, I think Fred Robbins was out there, and, and they had a, I don't know how many, I think five years in a row, maybe six years in a row. 
I was talking to Aaron yesterday, talking about how much, you know, how many turkeys that they that they may have given away. We were trying to do the math. Neither one of us are math wizards, <laughs> so we thought, you know what, it's just it's just a lot of turkeys you've given away. And and this year they were giving away turkeys or hams, giving people a choice um, because some people again, that's, you know, they, they don't want turkey, they want they want ham. So uh, we were out there helping them out with traffic. Um, it was a, a very wildly successful actually event. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, when they when they actually um, ran out of turkeys, uh, I hope everyone got their turkey, but there was a lot of cars waiting. So that just shows the success, but also shows the need for people in our community. And also, you know, I've obviously got to give credit to, um, you know, Darren Watson and his group um, who goes out there every year and, and just tries to give back. Absolutely. No, that's good. And plus, you know, the ham, at least you don't have to cook it. I mean, warm it up maybe, but you don't have to cook it usually. Uh, very good. All of those community events, they matter. Sheriff Chip Simmons. Escambia County Sheriff Chip Simmons, as always, sir. Thanks for the time this morning on a rainy, wet, slippery day. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Happy Thanksgiving. You bet. Y'all take care. Happy Thanksgiving. Absolutely. 551 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Look, I know um, it's not even Thanksgiving just yet. Okay. I know, you know, official Christmas shopping season doesn't really start till Friday. I know. But I do want you to think ahead a little. Okay, a little. We always talk about Pensacola Hardware. It's a great place to get your hardware, your advice, right, your supplies for doing work. And that's true. But when you go, what you'll notice is when you walk in the front, the first thing you encounter is the houseware section. And the houseware section is, you know, gumbo pots and grills and cutlery and, I mean, really, really nice of all of that. And then a whole section with SEC merchandise, like all kinds of stuff, and an entire alcove devoted to Yeti. Like, an unbelievable amount of Yeti stuff. If you like the coolers, I mean, man, you can't, you know, you'll find it there. Like, seriously, it's it's amazing. And the reason I mention that, and there's all kinds of other stuff, too. The reason I mention that is because it's a great place to go Christmas shopping. Or just, you know, you shopping. <laughs> you know, or for a friend or for a wedding or anything like that. Like, you cannot go wrong. And there's, you know, really, Pensacola Hardware is like two businesses combined in one. It's the hardware spot, and then it's all the houseware stuff in the front. So, um, as you're getting ready, not yet, but as you're getting ready to think about gifts for Christmas... Um, check out Pensacola Hardware. I mean, seriously, you won't believe it. If you haven't been in there recently, just trust me, okay? Right downtown at 20 East Gregory Street in business is 1851, the oldest business in the entire state, helping people build, rebuild, remodel, and shop for Christmas gifts uh, since 1851. When you were 18, you spent your spring break in Cancun. The party was legendary, and you speak of it often, even though you don't remember half of it. The geeky kid who sat across from you in math class stayed home, practicing calculus. You made fun of her. A lot. That is, until last year, when you owed the IRS a lot of money and called the certified public accountants at Benakis and Associates. And she answered the phone. Who's laughing now? The number crunchers at Benakis and Associates live and breathe accounting and tax preparation. It's practically in their DNA. When you need to know what the heck a Form 656-PPV is, call Benakis and Associates. When you need a QuickBooks Pro Advisor, call Benakis and Associates. When you need someone who practices long division for fun, call Benakis and Associates. Now in the historic district on 120 South Alconies and online at flacpas.com. Benakis and Associates. Leave the numbers to the experts. 
Need urgent care or a walk-in clinic? Go to ProHealth. Post-accident physical to access your PIP? Go to ProHealth. Drug test? ProHealth has seven locations. Occupational testing? Go to ProHealthFL.com. Affordable lab work or primary care? ProHealth has seven locations. An affordable medical weight loss program? ProHealth is your answer. Need a camp or a sports physical? Only $40 at ProHealth. ProHealth never requires a doctor's order or an appointment. Just walk right in. ProHealthFL.com. Serving Pensacola for 35 years. As a business owner, you have a lot on your plate, from managing staff, growing your business, training new hires, and more. With so much going on, you need Avalon. As an IRS-certified PEO, Avalon HR can help. From running your payrolls, remitting state and federal taxes, helping with COVID employee retention credits, workers' compensation insurance, employee benefits, and their HR expertise. Avalon HR lets you focus on your core business while we handle the rest. Avalon HR, employing made easy. Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at vfw.org. The Dave Ramsey Show, weeknights at 7 after Pensacola, right now on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. You're going the wrong way! What? You're going the wrong way! He says we're going the wrong way. Oh, he's drunk. How would he know where we're going? Yeah, how would he know? Planes, trains, and automobiles, one of the best. Just, it's, it's one of the few Thanksgiving movies. There are very few, think of how many Christmas movies there are. Here's your top 248 Christmas movies of all time, right? Here's your top two Thanksgiving movies, because we can find two. <laughs> like, there just aren't Thanksgiving movies. You have way more Halloween and Christmas, obviously, but not Thanksgiving, not so much. Um, and by the way, I, I play the Rolling Stones there, and... I have to say, I had not one but two news stories yesterday that I thought were jokes. Like, you know how on social media people are always taking a news story and making a joke out of it? You may have seen. Um, And I I saw two news stories on social media that I thought, oh, that's funny. (laughs) Turned out both to be true. The first one is at the Rolling Stones tour. Did you see this? You know who the premier sponsor of the Rolling Stones tour is AARP. No. (laughs) I kid you not. Best branding ever. The A, I mean, only if they could have done like, you know, Met Alert or something, you know, I've fallen and I can't get up from the stage with my guitar. Like that's the only thing that would have been even better is to have these 80 almost year olds, you know, running around. But no, AARP is the premier sponsor on the Rolling Stones tour. I'm like, that's perfect. That's perfect. And then the other one that I seriously thought this was a joke. I saw it on um, on Instagram, and I just kind of scrolled by it. <laughs> That's funny. Have you seen the picture of Joe Biden with the um, the giant cake of flame? 
Yes. Jake, have you seen this here? No. You you, you look like you haven't seen this picture. (laughs) I have not seen it. It is a picture of Joe Biden sitting at the end of a table, um, you know, somewhere in the White House with uh, some staffer in the, you can see there's a staffer in the background, you know, in the mirror. And there's a cake that's got presumably 81 candles on it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the cake just looks like somebody lit a blowtorch on the table. (laughs) And he's sitting there face aglow in the radiance of this heat wave. Smiling in what I can only describe as maybe not entirely creepy, but kind of creepy. And I thought this was a joke. I thought somebody like I thought somebody fabricated right. this as a Deep gag. Fan. Because yeah. who would actually take this picture? Right. Yes. What fool <laughs> of a social media consultant would be like? That's gold. Oh my god! <laughs> it was Kamala. Happiest birthday ever. Oh Sitting here god. with my entire cake just burning up burning right in front of me. Nobody of else the at the House, table. Which, by great. the way, we've got a little triggering on with you know the White House and fire. But okay, fine, whatever. So I just you know I got to be careful because the stories that seem like gags are now true. Anyway, go <laughs> ahead, David. Well, speaking of President Biden, he's ordering flags to be flown at half staff starting this weekend in honor of uh, former First Lady Rosalind Carter, who passed away Sunday. Flags at government buildings and military bases will be half staff from Saturday morning until sunset, November 29th. And uh, Sam Altman is returning as the CEO of OpenAI. Of course, he was fired unexpectedly as the, the head of the company, shocking the tech industry. They released a statement saying they've reached an agreement in principle for Altman to return. This is the craziest story. So he gets fired by the board for not communicating with them and goes to work for Microsoft that owns, what, like 40% of the uh, OpenAI anyway? And 700-plus of the 700-plus employees, like, there was three guys, you know, Merle in accounting didn't sign this letter and wanted to have him back or else they were going to leave. So now they're hiring him back, and many of the board members quit. So, well, thank goodness they are creating the uh, programs that design the future of our world. So, fantastic. That kind of order is what I'm looking for. You're listening to News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.